This is Big Talk. Michael Glab here. My guest this week in the studio, Rachel Himsel. Rachel, thanks for being on Big Talk. Thanks for having me, Mike. She is the board president and has been for a number of years now of the Arts Alliance of Greater Bloomington. And there's some big news. We do have some exciting news. We just signed a lease for a space in the mall over at Simon Mall on the east side, and it'll be a space to teach and uh, rehearse, do performances, to sell work. Um, it's a really exciting opportunity for artists in Bloomington. So it's like a community arts center. Exactly, exactly. So yeah. who could use this? O- only members or... Right. Well, it, it'll be open to the community, but um, the in order to kind of use the space, you will have to be a member of the Arts Alliance. But, um, you know, one thing that's important to me and uh, our board is that we don't want cost ever to be prohibitive. So right. we're trying to keep the cost of membership low so that artists can use the space. And of course, we'll work with anyone and can always use volunteer help. Um, so if, you know, money is tight and then people can volunteer instead. So. so when do you think this space will actually open? Or am I really putting you on no, the spot? No, no. I, I mean, I want it to open as soon as possible is the short answer. But um, it would be great if we could have it open in some sense in the next couple of weeks, honestly. Oh, my heavens. Is what, yeah. I mean, we're already paying the rent. So it's kind of like, you know, let's <laughs> just uh, get it. And this is the busiest time of the year retail-wise. And we have a lot of visual artists with stock that could be, you know, ready to go. So um, the main thing is just kind of like making the space what we want it to be, kind of create creating the stage area, and meeting with artists, because again, we want this to be a space for everyone, not just a certain genre. Now, it's very important for a nonprofit, for an advocacy nonprofit, to have a space, which you have now. Have you had one to this point? We, we haven't really. Um, Tom Gallagher was really awesome and let us use a wonderful, beautiful space downtown for um, a little over a year. And um, it, w- it was really great. But, you know, um, it was really hard to staff as a volunteer board. And it really was just geared towards more towards visual artists, although we did uh-huh. have some performances there. And, you know, this is the mall space is different because it's kind of got this built in audience and people are walking past. So we haven't really had this kind of this large of a space, certainly. Um, and the space with Tom was just a very, you know, kind of a short term uh, deal. So this is our the first time we're having our own space where, you know, we can kind of uh, come and go. And, and, and the cool thing about the um, space and the, the area that we're in in the mall is that we can actually make our own hours. We don't have to be open during every single mall hour. So right now we're talking about just being open on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, because those are the most trafficked days yeah. uh, of the week at the mall. So that's kind of like where we're going right now with it. Would, yeah. the, would the office space be there as well? Like sure. the place where you yeah. store your... Files yeah, yeah. I mean, um, do people store files anymore? <laughs> paper files? Yeah. I don't even know. I, I think that you know, we we definitely have some, and our treasurer definitely has all of yeah. our you know paperwork on file and stuff. And she's been wonderful through this. Um, our treasurer Donna Wiesner, and um, we do have a really strong board. And I think that that is important to have some space for admin duties and for interns can kind of to come in and do some work and send out emails and stuff like that. So there there is a space. There's actually a nice storage space in the back of the of the store of the uh, of the 
space so we can um, yeah we can have an office we can have a green room for performances so the cool thing is that right now it's just this open space and as you know for artists like it's a basically a palette you know it's just yeah. this open canvas where we can you know choose what we want to do and so. if I may be so bold as to suggest that you're going to be near uh places that serve chocolate and places <laughs> that serve cookies mm-hmm. uh that would uh, attract me <laughs> me too mike me too right now before we go too far let's find out what exactly is the arts alliance of greater bloomington the uh, Arts Alliance of Greater Bloomington arose about 10 years ago um, as a way for artists to network with each other and also as an organization that would help um, advocate for the arts in general in our community um, and to connect artists with businesses. And I think that's an important part that a lot of times artists kind of um, people in general just have a hard time putting themselves out there. And I think that that's one thing the Arts Alliance does is we bring people together and we tell other people about their work. And um, mm-hmm. and we promote it on social media. We promote it in a, um, we have an artist dispatch that goes out to uh, about 700 some people in the area. So, so that's kind of the goal was to create this group that was really about networking and ad- advocating. And um, only until, you know, recently have we really had like a space to do that. And like I said, I do think that's important. We've had some exciting things happen, though, before I came on the board. Um, the Bloomington Open Studio Tour actually came out of the Arts Alliance. Uh-huh. Um, the Writers Guild came out of the Arts Alliance. Oh. So the Arts Alliance has been around for a while um, and doing really good work. And the past board members have been just have put in just countless hours of volunteer work. We're completely volunteer driven, 100% mm-hmm. volunteer driven at th- this time. Hopefully we can hire some staff in the future. But um, but right now it's been completely volunteer driven and, um, and just really trying to help serve the artists in the community. The Arts Alliance is uh, comprised of uh, seven little compartments, let's say, or or arts genres, or or guilds. Even mm-hmm. I've seen that term used. Now, uh, why are you segregating the artists that way, <laughs> or are you? Well, I think that it's it's um it's good because um for our sake we we like for example have like a dance representative Mary Conieris has been doing uh, taking that on in a really big way and so it's great because then one person on the board or two or three can say hey I'm gonna be tapped into all of the dance uh you know dance troops dance mm-hmm. studios in the community and it's been really cool because she's uh, she went and met with all the you know kind of leaders of the dance studios and um. And she's really working to, um, you know, get the word out about what they do. And I think what it does is that it allows um, it's almost like too daunting of a task to say for me, Rachel, for or for anyone, for you, Mike, to say, yep, I know everything that's going on in Bloomington. You know, (laughs) So you Um, have specialists. Yeah, exactly. That's a great way of looking at it. And so, um, yeah. And so otherwise, it's very difficult because there's so much so many new people coming to town, new ideas, which I think is awesome. But at the same time, it's like. You know, I think Bloomington, sometimes we just get overwhelmed by how much there is to do, you know. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so that's kind of why these board positions exist and why we kind of separated out on our website, which is bloomingtonarts.org, by the way. Right. Um, and we want to thank Alon Barker for um, really keeping that website um, for us over the years. He's been a big supporter of the Arts Alliance as well. Now, tell me what the seven genres or compartments or guilds are. 
Oh my goodness. Um, we have we basically have like writers, and we have uh, and and you know different writers can be part of that. So that includes like novelists and poets and. Mm-hmm. Yep, right. Like the Tony Brewer crowd, yeah, for instance. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, and then we have um, theater, we have visual arts, um, we have music, we have dance. And then we also have this category of advocacy, which I think is very important. And it's something that isn't really kind of uh, talked about in a, in a big way, I think. But I think that we have some wonderful people in this community who are just arts advocates. And they may have, they may have had a career in in music or in theater or in writing, but they um, now are, are just focusing on supporting the arts in our community. And those, or maybe they didn't, weren't involved in the arts and maybe they just love the arts. And we need those people. And we need the people like um, Otto and Donna Ray, for example, they started this fund called the Friends of Live Music Fund. And that is actually meant to kind of offset and help businesses, offset the cost uh, for businesses who are bringing in live musicians. Because huh. we've seen, uh, you know, we've seen venues that were great for live music, Rachel's Cafe, um, the Players Pub, just yeah. struggling. And, and you know, and there's a lot of, you know, you could have a whole conversation about that. But at the end of the day, businesses that pay musicians, I think, should be kind of celebrated and helped as much as possible because they are yes musicians we know from data that like you music live music often helps bring in a crowd yeah but again it goes back to that kind of like oh there's so much to do in bloomington you know right so um we have to be able to market to the right people and stuff like and that all takes money you know and time and especially with places where you might have a sole entrepreneur it can be hard so that's why um otto and donna you know came in as Patrons, they just love and and Don actually, I'm sorry, um, Otto is in a band, so he's also you know makes music himself. Uh-huh. But it's not his. It's for very few artists in Bloomington, unfortunately. Um, you know, day job. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. not his day job. <laughs> but but so they're they've been incredibly supportive of the musicians in our community with them. The songwriter showcase, the singer songwriter showcase. Oh yes, yeah. So um so yeah so it's. It's really. I think I just got us totally off track. By the way, you asked about genres, but those are the. Oh, the, keep the, on the, going. We yeah, love talk the, on this show. Hey, we've <laughs> got talk in the name. Yeah. I know, right? Yeah. Um, no, but it's, I think that that advocacy part is very important, and it's very important to me. And honestly, I've learned a lot, Mike. Like I, I think that a lot of us in the arts accept a lot of really. Um, really unacceptable circumstances like I think that people in the arts accept that um, people look at the arts like something frivolous and they look at the arts like something a luxury so we don't need it and I completely disagree why don't you get a real job exactly and it's like have you ever done a play have you ever performed have you ever actually created something and finished it you know because it actually takes time and it takes energy and And sweat and it's exactly and blood exactly (laughs) well hopefully not the blood but (laughs) Hey, no. <laughs> How many guitarists have you spoken to said, I played until oh, my fingers yeah, bled? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. blood is involved. There you, there you. <laughs> I, not in my world of the arts. I try not to. I try not to um, harm myself yeah. or others. But um, right. but I do think that it's important to have that conversation. I appreciate you having me on because I think it's important that people really think about the artists as workers. 
yeah. that we're not just playing. We're not just hanging out and having fun. And we right. may, I mean, the artistic process can be fun. It can be incredible. It can be joyful. It can also be hard. It can be really difficult, especially if you're sharing something that's really personal to you. And I would argue that really great art is really personal right. to the artist, you know? And so that make that's making you vulnerable. And then that's a whole other conversation about kind of, the the emotional price that artists pay right in sharing themselves and, and putting themselves out there so i just think we need to value artists more and that's really at the core of what the arts lance is and it's made me think about that a lot well rachel if uh, let's say i were a carpenter gosh knows i'm not <laughs> but let's say i were uh, i would spend a week building a shed cutting and sawing and fitting mm-hmm. and joining and uh, doing all the right things, finishing and so forth, and people would say, that's real work. How is that any yeah. different from writing a song over a, over a period yes, of a week? Exactly. It's it's To me, it's not. To me, it's still, it's your time. And I believe time is our most valuable and most precious commodity. And expertise. Yes. And talent. Mm-hmm. And all the years you spent studying mm-hmm. and getting and practicing yep. those bloody fingers again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's true. When you talk about arts advocacy, are you always just talking about money? I my immediate reaction was no. Although I think that everybody, uh, most people in the arts world, would argue that you know that that's kind of always in the back of our mind, right? Yeah. Um, And I would say that you actually, I think that good nonprofits operate with the idea that they're trying to make a profit, but not, we obviously can't make a profit legally. But if you don't think of it that way, then you're going to come out in the red every year and have to like look for, you know, donors to rescue you. Um, You run it the same way you run a business. Right, right, right. Yeah. You want to make sure you can make ends meet, right? Yeah. Um, But I think it's definitely about more than that though. It is about the things we just talked about. I think it's about, it's about the people. It's not, I mean, and, but as people, we do need to pay our bills. Yeah. You know, as artists need to pay our bills, we need to go to the dentist. We need to have health insurance. And I'm going to throw this out there because this is something that's been in the back of my head uh, for years now, since I met someone who said, you know, and um, he's from a great harmonica player um, who spent a lot of time in Bloomington, but also now lives down in New Orleans. They actually have like basically an, it's called like, or is it, uh, I think it's New Orleans or Nashville, or maybe both of them have it but a musician's clinic and you can go and you can like get you know medical attention and and it made me think really about how it would be amazing in Bloomington if we did have some sort of artists union or something where you know artists could get together and actually have uh you know have some sort of insurance plan that they're not um and and that's a whole other kind of subject which is always changing because of the the nature of government and all that and um but healthcare i think is an important topic for artists to talk about so that in in a way that is about money right but i think it's it's you know our healthcare is is it should be like a human right in my opinion on social media i'm loaded with artists of every stripe of every type. Mm -hmm. And again and again and again, I see a crowdfunding Mm -hmm. plea for someone who got cancer, Mm -hmm. someone who got this thing, someone who got that. It happens all the time. And do you see that for business people? Do you see that for people who work in in industry or? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it does. It is heartbreaking. You're right. Yeah. And um, and I wish I want to do what I can with the information that I have and the connections that I have to change that. That's important to me. Getting back to the new community arts center. Yes. If I were 
let's stay with music, okay? If I were a great guitarist, oh boy, I think I'd look good with a guitar, don't you? <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> and a leather jacket. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, I can picture it right now. Sunglasses or no? Mm, probably sunglasses, yeah. You think so? Yeah, I okay. think so. Yeah. All right. Would I, and I'm a member of the Arts Alliance mm-hmm. of Greater Bloomington. Can I go there to practice? Sure. And um, and that's actually what we're working on right now is that structure. And that's uh-huh. absolutely going to be important is, um, is you know, the membership fee and then what, what are the perks that you get. And uh, I can't actually disclose it now because my board has not approved it. <laughs> so, uh-huh. and we, you know what, this is very, you know, it's still, a, it's, a democratic process you know yeah. i mean i could get a great idea and if the board isn't behind it then it, we don't and actually we i wanted to talk about a physical space well over a year ago and we went around the room and there were some very valid concerns and we didn't really push forward with the physical space after we kind of um our, our time at thomas gallery ended and um and you know and th- that was that you know and i had to kind of accept it but then uh this is a funny story can i tell you how i how this came into my head remember we like talk <laughs> I love it. You can I come back again? We can talk some more. We we'll just talk. <laughs> so, um, actually, what happened was I was going shopping at Lucky's, who's been I think they're great in our community, by the Lucky's way. Lucky's Market. Lucky's Market, and I really needed some cookies. <laughs> Remember, <laughs> N- needed I being needed, the key I needed term. Matt's cookies specifically. Mm. I don't know if you've had those Matt's chocolate chip cookies. They I used to get them when I lived in Chicago, mm. and when I saw them here on the shelf at Lucky's, I kind of freaked out, and I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh. So I went there one evening and they were not in stock mike and i was so upset that's and I, trouble and i know and i just was i i don't know if i'd have been having a day or what but i was like <laughs> where are the cookies and so i talked to the guy and i'm i and i looked at the guy and i said there aren't any chocolate chip cookies on the shelf and i might have sounded a little bit frantic and um and then he, he said well i can look in the back and i said oh please do <laughs> Yeah. So here's a flashlight. Guy, right. yeah. There's this guy standing in the aisle with me and uh and I and I really and he had kind of looked my way like what's why is this woman freaking out over these cookies? And I looked at him and I go, Have you tried these cookies? And he said no. And I said, They're the best cookies. <laughs> so then the guy comes out with a, you know, uh, with two uh, with many packages actually. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, and I was just, you know, beside myself with joy over these cookies. Um and then um and so I tell the guy, I was like, Here, try one. And so I offer <laughs> this guy a cookie and he's like, These are really good. So we get to chatting and I said, oh, what, you know, do you live here in Bloomington, whatever? And then he said, yeah, I work at um, at the mall. And I just being putting, you know, always kind of like thinking, you know, about the Arts Alliance and artists. I said, you know, you guys have some empty spaces. And I said, do you ever rent those out to nonprofits? And he said, I don't know. He said, I, maybe he said, but I'm, I'm in marketing, but I can connect you with the leasing guy. And that was just, you know, the summer, end of the summer, I think. And so he did connect us right away. And we're just really happy to be working with Simon Mall. They've been really responsive. Yeah. And, and I think it's a really unique thing. Like, I don't know of any other communities. There probably are some, and there should be more communities doing things like this. But we have to look at the spaces we have. And I'm, you know, I understand the idea of like building new buildings and things like that. And I don't want to stand in the way of that. But I do really want to advocate for looking at what we have and looking at the empty spaces and working with business owners and working with people like Simon Mall and saying, hey, you know, um, we're a nonprofit. We want to make a community center. It's going to drive traffic into your space um, and, and hopefully, you know, be a win-win for both for all of us, all the parties involved. So that's kind of how it got started. And just in the cookie aisle at Lucky's and, and that um, putting that together, like, you know, hey, there's empty spaces. You know? I'm going to be presumptuous here and I'm going to uh, offer for you a bit of advice. Okay. Okay, you ready? Yeah, yeah. 
when you get the space all set up, call it the cookie room. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> well, we have a name for it. We have oh. decided on everything your art desires. Everything your art desires. Yeah, you like it? Yes, yeah. it's a play. Yeah. On words. Daniel Bruce, our board member, Daniel Bruce, came up with that. And I, I mean, it obviously. Daniel Bruce is fabulous. Isn't she? We've She's had her on great. the show yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. She uh, was working on the resilience mm-hmm. play, if you yeah. recall. Yeah. With yeah. Gladys Devane. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, I was in the second one. Mitchell yeah. and yes. Yeah, Liz Mitchell. Oh, it's uh, they, they are doing some of the most impressive work, in my opinion, in theater in this community. So they're involved. Yeah, Danielle's on our board, um, and just and I've I've known Gladys for a long time since I worked at the BPP many years ago, and I love Gladys, love Liz. They're they're doing just incredible work. So I'd love to see more of that, you know, in in the mall and you know, uh, performances, rehearsals, whatever that looks like. Do uh, artists of different disciplines generally get together to support each other? Hmm. Does the painter get together with the poet? I would say not enough. I would say that absolutely collaborations happen here. And I think that honestly, since we talked about theater, Theater is one of those, is an art form where it all comes together, right? Yeah. Theater, you have you the have set to write design. It. Exactly. You have the writing, you have the set design, you have the makeup, you have the hair, and um, every, you know, and then, of course, the acting. And, and if you do a musical, then, you know, um, it's all together, it's everything. right? So I think that, um, I do think that theater does a good job of, of uniting artists, right? But I also think that people like, organizations like the Arts Alliance and even like you know WFHB does this I think I think that you you do an amazing job of celebrating the artists in our community and I think that you probably don't get enough credit for that because you there aren't you know people who else is inviting me on to do it to talk about the arts well I I love (laughs) talking about the arts so with all the people in this town and this town is just is exploding with creative souls it is it is yeah I want to find something out here Okay. What are women with guts? <laughs> uh, women with guts are all around you. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so I started Women with Guts because one day it occurred to me that I started it years ago um, that a lot of my friends just complained about their bodies. They would say, "I'm too fat." Oh my gosh, my do I? How do I look in these jeans? I look awful. I look disgusting. Da da da. Um, or I'm, you know, um, my eyes are too small. Whatever, you know. And nothing's right. Nothing's right. Or you know, and 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 by the way, they're things that are hard to fix. Like, and you, and here's the interesting thing though, is that you never hear someone say, "Oh, I am just too tall. I'm gonna have to like scrunch myself down," or you know, or I'm just too short and I'm gonna have to stretch myself because that's like your your height is your height, right? <laughs> And there is no way around it. Yeah. And there is this great book called um, Health at Every Size. And it talks about you having a weight set point, right? So I started Women with Guts as a way to talk about body image. And I think it's important. And it's important for people to know, like, that we're given um, we're given what we, we got, right? We're given this body and there is a weight set point. There is a height set point, right? And we can try and change it. We should be healthy, right? We should eat healthy and exercise. But at the end of the day, most uh, there are a lot of people who actually, you know, you are who you are yeah. and um, and trying to change who you are for society's uh, wants and needs and what you hear on TV 
is kind of ridiculous to me. And here's the, the second part. The second part is why is it great to have guts and to be gutsy, but not to have a gut, right? So that was kind of my play on words too, is that I would much rather focus on the gutsy things that women are doing and saying and how, you know, I know such brave women and they're brave women who have gotten through abusive situations, who are survivors of horrible things. And they're worried about how they look in a dress, you know? And I'm like, why Why are we not talking about the amazing thing you just did, that what you did yeah. for your child, what you did for your sister, you know, what you did for a stranger? And right. um, and so that's what I'm working on with um, my new calendar of gutsy women. Yeah, and I saw yeah, that. It's, it's, it's been so much fun. And uh, But what's fascinating is I've gone to like, many of my girlfriends and my sisters and I, I've said, you know, like, I want to include you in the calendar. And then the several of them come back and say, mm, I don't think I've done anything gutsy. And I'm like, in your entire life. <laughs> and so, and wow. I've had to remind my friend, these are amazing women. And one friend, I said, oh, you mean you didn't um, get out of the Mormon church and you didn't um, leave an abusive relationship and raise two kids on your right. own and accept one of your children as transgender and not only accept that child, but actually become a transgender advocate. Yeah. Um, like that was all pretty gutsy. And so I've had to like lecture some of my friends about this. <laughs> Like it, just to say, you know. Did you, you shake your finger? I, I did. I did over <laughs> over text message. I sent the little shaking yeah. finger. <laughs> but um, but no, I have some amazing stories. I've learned some wonderful, inspiring stories from my friends and family for this calendar. So you're saying you're trying to put out this calendar of gutsy women. Mm -hmm. Will it be for the calendar year of 2020? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And someone can buy it. Yeah. You somewhere. can go to womenwithguts.com. Womenwithguts.com, yeah, yeah. which is another way of reaching Rachel Himsel. Yes. <laughs> the first way we mentioned was bloomingtonarts.org. Mm -hmm. That is the website yes. for the Arts Alliance of Greater Bloomington, yes. of which you're the three years so far mm -hmm. now mm -hmm. president of the board. You're the big, uh, the big potato over <laughs> yes, there. Yes, if you could refer to me as Madam President, I'd really appreciate it. Madam my... President, <laughs> indeed. Speaking of gutsy women, mm -hmm. that's very popular right now. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Everybody's got T-shirts. Mm -hmm. They're buying the books. Yeah. They're, you know, uh, the notorious RBG. Yes, yeah. yes. She's as gutsy as all. Hey, look Amen. what she's going through oh. physically these yes. days. Yes, yes, yes. And um and Hillary and and part of the calendar idea was Hillary and Chelsea Clinton put out the book of gutsy women. That's right. And um and I was like, wait a minute, I own the URL, thegutsywomen.com. I bought it like years ago when I bought Women with Guts. Yeah. And um and I was like, you know what? I I think it's time for me to dig in because I kind of backburnered it for a while, honestly, because it was really a labor of love, honestly. Yeah. And so it still is. I mean, I'm not making any money from it. <laughs> um not not yet. Um but um but I'm just I really it's important to me though because my my mom was the original woman with guts in oh. my life and um, an inspiring, incredible person. And my sisters have been. And so I just wanted to celebrate those women in my life and share their stories. You grew up in Jasper, Indiana. And dare I mention this? <laughs> you were one of 11 children. It's true. Yes. Yikes. <laughs> I, did you ever get to a point where you said, uh, what's your name again? <laughs> So yeah, my mom definitely would go down the line and be like, Ange, Sarah, Rachel. <laughs> so. 
Rachel Himsel is the uh, board president of the Arts Alliance of Greater Bloomington. They have just signed a lease uh, uh, mere days ago mm-hmm. for a space in the College Mall. Yes. Community Arts Center. Yeah. You're going to get the doors open within weeks. We're hoping, yeah. I mean, in some way. I mean, we already have a point-of-sale system set up because of, you know, other or events we've done. Um, and again, because it's a community center, it doesn't have to be, it can be a work in progress. You know, we can we can add things in later in January, February as things slow down. But yeah, I'm Like just, any work of art. Exactly. You can add exactly. to it. Exactly. So. Rachel Himsel. Thanks for being on Big Talk. Thank you so much, Mike. This was fun. Thanks.